Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 100 of Better Regulate Than Never. Well, I wanted to do something really special for my 100th episode. And so I asked my friend, Ben Pugh, to come and join me for this episode and talk about his coaching business. And he coaches parents and teens. And I guess I kind of do that too. I always market to teens, but of course I do work with parents as well. And sometimes that's just a good fit to be working with um, parents and teens. But I wanted him to be able to talk about his podcast and his business and the things that he does, just so you can kind of see that there are others of us in this world that are doing this really good work. Uh, Ben has a podcast for parents called Impact Parenting with Perspective. And he also works for a membership where there are parent coaches and teen coaches together and their business and website is called Firmly Founded. And I'm going to put all of this in the show notes, but um, I want Ben to kind of introduce himself and tell us about his adult background and why he got interested in life coaching. Yeah. So as an adult, I had some things from my past kind of hanging me up and I didn't really believe in myself. So I spent a lot of time doing construction work with my dad, but my wife and I knew that we wanted to help teenagers. So we decided to become foster parents and we ended up being foster parents for 10 years. And over that time, I was building houses and the economy crashed in 2008. Mm. And we had happened to build a house for this guy who was a principal at a Native American charter school. And he was like, dude, if you ever need a job, come work at the school. <clears throat> and so when the housing market crashed, I was like, hey, uh, you still need someone to do like anything. I'll do anything. And he started me out as a substitute teacher. And I loved it. I had a knack for working with teens. Like it was really weird. When he would leave the school, he'd be like, okay, hey, Ben is in charge of discipline. If you have any problems and people be like, but he's just a substitute teacher. <laughs> I was just really good with kids, especially the knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. So I was a substitute for a few months. Then I was a teacher's aide. Then I became a teacher. And I just, I, I enjoyed working with kids. I didn't necessarily love education. Mm-hmm. Um, I left the tribal school for one year and a position opened up to be the principal at that tribal school. And I was like, man, I'm going to try and do that. Mm. And I remember over that summer, I just, I wasn't happy with my life. I was like, I'm tired of school. I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I need some help. I was like, man, I just, I wish I had a life coach to kind of walk me through this. And that's when I found Brooke Castillo's podcast. And mm-hmm. there was like 10 or so episodes at that time. And just fell in love with the model, what she was teaching. And I believe those tools are what got me the job as a principal mm. and what helped me be a young principal. Like I just spoke at a school and a principal's like, dude, you're too young to have already been a principal for five years and done all this stuff. How did you do that? It's life coaching. Like mm-hmm. it gave me the confidence. It gave me the mental and emotional skills that I needed to not only get the job as a principal, but do a really good job. Plus with my background, 
in being a knucklehead teen, like I was perfectly positioned to help the teens at my school and just really turn it around. So I love life coaching. It has benefited my life. And that's why I no longer do education and I'm just a life coach and I help as many parents and teens and schools as I can. Mm, I love that. And it's so similar to me. Um, I loved working with the teens at my school, but the education piece, like especially the system and I don't know, just kind of the, the red tape you have to go through sometimes and stuff I don't like. And so this is a way for me to work with teens in my own way, the way I feel like is the best way to handle things uh, without having to go through all the rules. And that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because uh, everyone that is already a listener to my podcast, and if you're not, you'll have to go back and listen to some of the episodes. I tell about a lot of honorary things that I did when I was growing up. I was not a model student, a model daughter. My mom probably didn't even like me as a teenager. Well, actually, she said she didn't like me as a teenager, but she likes me now. And I feel like those things have helped me to be really good at working with young people. So tell me a little bit, you like the knuckleheads. So I'm assuming maybe you were one as well. <laughs> I was the poster child. Like They're like, here's the knucklehead. Here's this picture. This is what he looks like. When I was 13, I accidentally let my school bus on fire with rubber cement. Oh my gosh. And I'll give you some of the details. Like I'm not completely responsible for this, but one of my friends stole some rubber cement and like your teen listeners probably don't get this, but teens look at your parents, your parents get it. Like when we were in school, we used rubber cement for everything. I don't know why it's just, you guys have glue sticks. Now we had rubber cement mm -hmm. and my friend stole some and said, Hey, will you hang on to this and keep it in your backpack? I knew he stole it, but I agreed to hang on to it. And I felt guilty all day long. <laughs> And on the bus ride home, he's like, hey, pass over my rubber cement. So as I'm digging it out of my backpack, one of my other friends is like, hey, I've got a lighter. Let's <laughs> see what happens if we light this thing on fire. Mm. And like a dummy, I unscrew the lid and teens, you know, you ask your parents. Like, they get it. <laughs> and by the way, teens, do not try this at home. No. Oh, my school, gosh. <laughs> on the school bus. Do not do this. I opened up the lid and it's like the consistency of thick snot. Mm -hmm. And my friend lights one of those snotty strands on fire and it just went up mm -hmm. in flames. It was like, like it's you just like alcohol. It. Yes. <laughs> and I was trying to put the lid on and it was hot and I couldn't get the lid on. And it was towards the end of the school year. So it was probably like late April or May. I don't know. I tried to throw the can of rubber cement out of the bus window and I missed the window. It's oh so gosh. <laughs> and I hit that teeny tiny bar in between windows mm -hmm. and it sent flaming rubber cement all over the back of the school bus. Oh my gosh. Luckily all the good kids were in the front like that. Was <laughs> heads were in the back and it was like the last, there's a home run stretch before like we we're all off the bus. But I got in so much trouble. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of the adult leaders in my life from school, from church, from the community, they acted like I had ruined my life and like there was no coming back from mm -hmm. that. And I feel like one of the things that made me a phenomenal foster parent 
and a great teacher. Like when I was a substitute and the principal would leave and be like, yeah, let Ben handle the discipline. It's because I was a knucklehead mm-hmm. and I learned how to speak that language. Mm-hmm. I, that's when I learned how to understand what it is that kids are feeling when they get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And like when people ask me about being a principal, it was a very unique situation. I actually got fired from the school where they later hired me to be the principal. Mm. And that just kind of shows you the type of school they were. And then five years later, they fired me again. <laughs> but over that five years, we were able to take our graduation rate from 55% graduation to 88% graduation mm. my last three years. And I believe they're still holding strong at about that 88%. Wow. And this all happened before COVID, by the way. We took our suspension rate from over 200 a year to less than about 20 a year. Oh, wow. Just like we ended suspension almost. Like we did some amazing things. And when people ask me how I did that, it's because I made mistakes as a teen and those mistakes later became my strengths. Mm-hmm. And I had coaching tools mm-hmm. at my disposal. And so I knew how to process my thoughts and my emotions. And I knew how to set goals and use the model and some of these coaching tools to help accomplish those goals, not only for myself, but for my staff and my students and the community. And so teenagers listening to this, I promise you, coaching will change your life. Mm-hmm. Parents listening to this, I promise you, if your teen's a knucklehead, it's not over. Like their knuckleheadedness will be a blessing in the future. And as a parent, all you need to do is trust that and love and support your team to the best of your ability. You don't have to be perfect. Just keep on doing your best. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask you, because I do have a lot of parents that listen what is something that parents could really focus on that would be maybe be the one of the main things that they should do as a parent to help their child be successful? Yeah. So I invented this concept. It's be the change you want to see with your team. Okay. I did not invent that. I think I stole <laughs> it from Gandhi who probably stole it from someone else, but One of the biggest mistakes that I see parents making all the time, and parents, if you're in the car forcing your team to listen to this podcast, just look at them. They'll tell you if you've made this mistake before. But one of the biggest mistakes that I see parents making is that they try to control their team. They try and fix them. They try and improve them. They try and change them. And you're focusing on something outside of your control. And anytime your focus is outside of your control, You're not focusing on what is within your control. Mm -hmm. So it sounds overly simple, but seriously, the most powerful thing that you can do as a parent is to be the change that you want to see in your teenager. Mm -hmm. Our teens don't listen to us. They don't care what we have to say, but they are constantly watching you. And they're subconsciously patterning their life after what they see and how you pattern your life. Mm-hmm. So be the change that you want to see in your teenager. Do you have a good example of this be the change that's maybe happening with some of your clients? Um, yeah, I'll share my favorite story. This is with a former client, but she's been in my program, her and her team. Um, she wanted me to work with her son. 
And I always have to meet with a teenager before I'm willing to work with him because I'm not, I'm not the dentist. Like I'm not going to torture your son and you just, no, I only want to work with teens when they want to work with me. And I talked to the son and I was like, dude, talk to me. What's going on? What would you like help with? And he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want your help. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of ended that call kind of quickly. And I talked to the mom, which was awkward because back then I was only coaching teens. And I told the mom, your teen doesn't want help. So I can't help him, but I can help you. Mm. And the mom who was fully intending to like get coaching for her son was like, Oh yeah. Help me. I'm desperate. Like, tell me what to do. So we started working together. And the very next week she got on our call and she's like, Oh my goodness. Mm. You would be so proud of me. Everything has changed. And he got in so much trouble last week. And I'm just so proud of myself and how I handled it. I was like, wow, like, tell me more. Like, how did you do this? And she's like, I learned about my thoughts, my feelings, and I used it. And I just showed up like the mom I always wanted to be. Like, this is her being the change that she wants to see. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the coolest thing, my son actually wants to talk to you. <laughs> and so I talked to the son and I'm like, dude, what changed? And he's like, you tell me. Like, mm-hmm. I got in so much trouble And my mom was completely different. Mm. And whatever she's doing, I'm willing to do. Oh, wow. And when you as a parent are willing to be the change, your team can't help but change because you are their reference point. They're constantly mirroring you. Like you're the alpha dog in their herd or pack or I don't know. But Mm -hmm. they're constantly basing what they do based upon what you do. And we have parents right now in our membership that their teens don't want anything to do with coaching Mm. and they're refusing to partake of our amazing membership stuff. That's fun and awesome. And they don't want anything to do with it. And parents are telling us, no, you're right. When I am the change that I want to see in my teen, everything is better in our Mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And it's just a powerful reminder my clients always tell me I sound like a broken record, but I'm always like, man, you're focusing on something outside of your control. Where could we bring that focus back in? But as you do that, it will change everything. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, do you have uh, other success stories that you would want to share either about um, successes that parents have had or other successes that other teens have had? Yeah. So I think our membership is really unique. Um, we used to offer the firmly founded teen, the firmly founded parent, firmly founded young adult, and they were all kind of separate, but together. Now we just call it the firmly founded family. And we work mm-hmm. with parents, young adults, teens, anyone. One of the things that has been really powerful Um, I was working with a teenager who just hated school and he would not do school. He refused. And it was nice to be able to work with him and teach him about values and some of my best lessons. And one of the things I always tell my teenagers is, hey, go teach someone something that you're learning because that will help you process this information. And he started teaching his mom and it was blowing her mind. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, tell me more. Like I need to understand this stuff. And we got her engaged in the membership and coaching. And 
like this doesn't mean that the kid magically changes grades because I started working with him probably the last three weeks of school and some of those grades were really low. Like there was mm-hmm. no turning them around. Mm-hmm. But as we've gone into the summer, he's had so much more confidence. He's taken risks. He's done things that he always wanted to do, but he didn't dare doing, which kind of led him landing a really good job. He's had other jobs, but he hated them. But now he's got a job doing what he's passionate about, mm. fixing bikes and doing all this cool stuff. And his mom is now realizing that, oh, it's not my job to change and fix and control him. Mm-hmm. It's my job to control me and be the change that I want to see. And just, it's been fun seeing their home improve. And one of my favorite things that happens, like, I don't know why dads aren't more in coaching. Any dads mm-hmm. listening to this, come get coaching. It's a good <laughs> example. But this dad reached out to me and he's like, you're working with my wife and my daughter. And I just want you to know whatever you're doing, keep doing it because it has changed everything in our home. Oh, wow. And really, we always tell people, like, sometimes we only work with a team in a family. And mm-hmm. mom and dad and siblings aren't interested. And other times we just work with the mom and no one else is interested. It really only takes one. Mm-hmm. And when that one person starts changing, everything else starts changing. But when two, when a parent and a teen or two parents and the team, like, that's when the fireworks start happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just magical and it's amazing. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, if um, parents and or teens go to the firmly founded website, then they can, they just can read what they need to do to be involved in the membership if they want to. Yeah. Go to firmlyfounded.com. And that will tell you all about the membership. I believe this is coming out August 9th. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. The doors to our membership are closed right now. Like, I'm sorry. This is the worst timing. On my well, life. that's wow. all right. They can they can be on a wait list maybe or be excited yeah. about starting later. Um, come get on a wait list. I will give you access to, I do a training. <clears throat> um, I run awesome programs. I think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. People tell me they're awesome, but people tell me my favorite training that you do is the be the change training. Mm-hmm. And guys, this is the training that I give away for free. So apparently my free thing's the best and everything else is done. <laughs> but I would be happy to give you guys access to that be the change training. Um there's a video training that goes with it and there's a worksheet. Um, This is more specifically geared towards parents. So teenagers, if you have parents that are ever guilty of trying to change you, just be like, Hey mom, dad, there's this dude, he does a training. It's called be the change. I'd love it. If you go do that. Um, Teens, if you want to do it, it won't hurt you. It's some good stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know what the link will be to that. Mm -hmm. It'll be, I, I can know. put it in the show notes so that they can click on it. Yeah. Cause I had to make a different link when I was on yours that was separate from my regular website. So that's fine. I'll put, I mean, you have time to get it um, figured out and I'll put it on there. Um, and then when they are in the membership, there's course, different kinds of courses to take either for parents and or teens. Um, yeah. It's an amazing thing. We have a, really good library. Our teen library has kind of been created and 
curated by Joey Massio. He's a team coach as well. And we have a lot of trainings and stuff that he does. The, there's also young adult trainings for like college age and people who are kind of beyond high school. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of parenting resources, which I've kind of created those videos. Like this is the only membership that I know of where you can get access for your whole family, like mm. preteen and up. And we have a lot of clients that are in our membership. Plus they get one-on-one coaching with one of us. Mm-hmm. And I I know you, you are a phenomenal coach. Like even if you have people that are getting one-on-one coaching, or maybe you've thought about it, the membership is a good addition because mm-hmm. depending on whether you get the basic or the elite package, the elite package comes with two one-on-one coaching sessions. There are 25 minute sessions that you can use each month. The basic one is just all the group stuff, which Mm. like if you want to take advantage of the whole thing, like it could be a full-time job. There's a lot Mm. of really good stuff there, Mm -hmm. but it goes, it partners really well. And Cynthia, we teach a lot of the same stuff that you teach. Like it would be a good place to get additional support Mm -hmm. if someone is already working with you and they just need like, like a community around. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Cause I don't have that set up. Of course, that's something that I, I have as a future goal. Um, but I don't really know what that would look like or how I would do it yet because I'm just kind of starting out with thinking about what would a membership look like or how would I, um, support the whole family. But I do think that is really important because that's something I saw a lot in my counseling office at school that supporting the whole family, was really where education needed to be. And we were just focused on the student. Yeah. Can can I share just one real quick story? Yeah, I would love that. Um, When I became the principal of this high school, like in education in general, educators a lot of times blame the family, blame the community, Mm -hmm. and then they put all their focus on the teens. Like, how do we fix them? How do we get all this? Mm -hmm. And I remember at one point realizing, no, what if, we quit trying to fix our teenagers. And what if we shifted our focus more to the community and more Mm -hmm. to like the individual families. Mm -hmm. And so I worked on a native American reservation and our back to school night, we would do a barbecue up in the mountains on tribal land. We would work it with the tribe where everyone who showed up could go fishing on tribal land and like it was just they had a fishery uh, hatchery just right there it was amazing Mm. i would cook my world famous dutch oven i don't know if it's really world famous (laughs) like we would try and get the whole family in yeah and then throughout the school year like we do a thanksgiving feast and we'd get parents and community in and we'd Mm -hmm. make sporting events like some people hate this but we made sporting events a big priority because guess what that's where the community was that's where the family was yeah and you can, let's see, when I was a principal, they taught us about special education once. And they're like, special education is one of the biggest bangs for your buck. Like if you can improve special ed and kind of disseminate some of those improvements throughout the whole school, the whole school rises. Mm. And what I found was if you could support the individual families and the community, all the students rose. Yeah. And I think one of the problems with 
our culture, our society today is that we're very much focused on, oh, my teen is stressed. I need to get my teen help or I'm struggling with anxiety. I need to get a therapist or whatever. And I believe we need to go to a more holistic approach, like holistic, but also like whole in the sense of the word, like, let's look at the whole picture. Let's mm-hmm. try and improve everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful place to start from. Yeah. So. I love that. I have always felt that way. Even before this was stuff that was studied, I thought that as a teacher, when I was just starting out, that there was so much more that could be done. And so I'm excited to see other people seeing that as well. And maybe through our life coaching, we we have less rules and regulations on how we can um, affect a lot of different people. And so I'm hoping that um, this creates an impact for whole communities and whole whole families. And I'm glad that you're doing that because that's what I would like to help in this world as well. It's kind of one of those things that I that I love. Well, um, I just thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope everyone goes and checks out your podcast, um, go to the website and just at least see what Firmly Founded is about, even though you can't really sign up right now, but you know, be ready. And um, we'll have a link to at least get the free course from Ben and you will be on his mailing list so that you'll know when it is oh, the membership is opening back up again, you'll be one of the first people to find out about it. Yeah. And this is your 100th episode, right? Yes. Yes. I think we should all go celebrate and let's, <laughs> let's all go write a review on Cynthia's podcast. Like we'll, I'll just go leave it a five-star review <sighs> and tell the world how this has changed your life. And oh, I would love that. That would be so that would be so cool because I, I have worked really hard on this. I've never missed, missed a Tuesday in all those 100 weeks. So I, I'm kind of proud of myself that I have been very consistent. It's, these are all skills that I learned through life coaching. And um, as a teenager, I would have never guessed that I could be consistent a hundred weeks in a row doing anything. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to other times we may chat. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm.